You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. This episode is brought to you by Palo Alto Networks, the leader in cybersecurity. As AI-driven attacks increase, organizations can't afford to have network security that's stuck in the past. Discover how Palo Alto Networks can help you predict what's coming and proactively secure against it with a zero-trust, AI-powered network security platform built to secure whatever, whenever, wherever. To learn more, visit paloaltonetworks.com slash network security platform. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the CyberWire's Research Saturday. I'm Dave Bittner, and this is our weekly conversation with researchers and analysts tracking down the threats and vulnerabilities, solving some of the hard problems and protecting ourselves in a rapidly evolving cyberspace. Thanks for joining us. We were looking for campaigns around Ukraine in the context of the geopolitical situation and specifically the war in Ukraine. That's Dmitry Bestejev. He's a senior director at BlackBerry. The research we're discussing today is titled Romcom Resurfaces, targeting politicians in Ukraine and U.S.-based healthcare, providing aid to refugees from Ukraine. So when you look into the threat landscape in Ukraine, you usually have all those threat actors which are known and typical like APT-29, Gamma Redon, and some others. We have seen so many wipers which destroy the hard drive. But eventually we found something which caught our attention. We knew that was something new, not connected to any previous threat actor and uh, we realized it was romcom rad the interesting part of this by mistake another vendor security vendor had attributed this threat actor or this tool this weapon to a cyber criminal group it means like with a group with financial motivations however we found and we proved that romcom is not connected to any financially motivated operation or group threat actor behind it. In fact, it's a weapon used against the Ukraine and the threat actor behind it carefully follows the news and the geopolitical developments. So we found that Romcom has been targeting specifically uh, black victims in the United States and also in Ukraine and Western countries, targeting healthcare, targeting military systems, NATO summit, and others. Well, as you mentioned, uh, Romcom is a remote access Trojan, a, a rat. What is their game plan here? How do they generally get on someone's system? Um, usually, everything begins with the initial uh, infection vector, which is spear fission. There is nothing new in here at first sight. However, we know that the threat actor behind it use like very specific 
themes like topics and information, which sometimes not even in the news yet or just went to the news. Like, for instance, uh, the deployment of uh, new tanks in in Ukraine or uh, trainings, pilots' trainings in Ukraine or even like Belarusia when also interacting with uh, like uh, with Russia close to the border of Ukraine and Poland specifically. So that's that's like the, the interesting part of there. And that information, that information many times available only in a, like even in a conventional world, that means it's not it's not anything like cyber. It's carefully used for the social engineering crafting and then deploy through um, spear-efficient messages. Hmm. So are, are we guessing here that perhaps the folks who run this have you know, access to uh, high-level intel that, uh, you know, so they have a jump on the news cycle? Mm-hmm. That's correct. Yeah, that's correct. So we suspect as well, like, well, one of the, let's say, like, sources Romcom use in in, the, in their campaigns is, or like, news, yeah, like uh, geopolitical news. But at the same time, it's information received somehow from um, other sources. It's probably, like, also human intelligence and just information which can be used um, still from open um, sources, uh, but it's not necessarily in the news. Well, let's walk through this together. I mean, suppose that I am someone that Romcom wants to come after here and, and I'm you know, minding my own business, checking my email. How does it begin? Um, email. Yeah, the victim receives an email, uh, which uh, usually includes an attachment or a link. Link, which leads to the first stage malware. So that malware uh, is in charge of uh, deploying next stage and that next stage, finally, the uh, the payload. So sometimes when we look into that um, social engineering, like uh, emails, um, it can be anything. It can be just like a, a military order. It can be like a healthcare plan, a plan to support refugees from Ukraine. It can be even software, like software which is used by the victim, like updates and things like that. So the victim, what receives in the end, it's a melted application. I call it melted. It means like trojanized. It's a legitimate application along with a malicious uh, library, one malicious library inside. The fascinating thing is um, uh, in the, the very last campaign we saw uh, on June 22nd when the threat actor behind Romcom targeted NATO summit, it used at least two exploits. So the technical capabilities were expanded by Romcom. You know, they used, uh, they used, technically speaking, one zero-day and also one end-day exploit. And they relied on new techniques like using RTF files. And finally, the, the backdoors, stealing information from the victim's machines and uh, profiling the victims. So it's all about stealing secrets. And what specific type of information are they targeting here? Um, military information, uh, diplomatic information. In case of the attack to, against the healthcare here in the United States, it's probably information about those who are refugees, like who receive help, uh, who they are, names, plus, uh, full names, uh, date of births, uh, any other information like the address in the United States, 
uh, everything what a medical record has, it, it has a lot of value. It's uh, just uh, and not because of uh, any cyber crime. It's uh, information based on like uh, individuals who who came from Ukraine and who receives help here. And your research points out that they're making use of some typo squatting here as well. Yes, indeed. Uh, that's um, because uh, you see, like everybody, like or at least like most, we learned that before you make click or when you make click, check the address if the domain is correct and and such. But uh, when you register a domain which is very close to the original one, where the difference is just one character, one letter, and that letter is actually very similar, like graphically, visually speaking, to the to another letter. So it's hard for the victim sometimes to spot the difference. And especially, it's, a, it's also it's a technique which can be used also to, let's say, to fool SOC, that's a security operational center, when, um, let's say, those operators are sitting there and looking on um, and seeing like domains very similar to the uh, original or legitimate domains, uh, there is room for a mistake by a SOC operator to say, well, it's a clean domain, it's a legitimate domain, there's nothing in there. With over 8,000 threat hunters analyzing over 65 trillion signals daily, Microsoft works tirelessly with the federal government to keep our nation's data secure. This 30-plus year partnership is driving mission innovation that is secure by design. Whether optimizing your existing defenses or tackling advanced threats with AI, Microsoft gives you the intelligence and the automation you need to defend at mission scale. Let's work together to stay ahead of emerging threats and secure your mission anywhere. Learn more at aka.ms slash fedcyber. That's aka.ms slash fedcyber. So what did you all see in terms of any communications with a command and control server? Uh, the communication, it's um, always encrypted. It's, uh, it's interesting because it's uh, hmm. like de- definitely it's, uh, if an incident response team will start um, its job and also will start like sniffing the traffic and such, uh, the information, it's, uh, when it's encrypted, it's not accessible, at least like easily accessible for the, um, the threat actor for the operator uh, at SOC or incident response team. And um, they usually also use like a specific port. Uh, very, very interesting. That port for us has been always like a, a, you know, a silver bullet also to go behind them and to find new domains. They were just like a jump hosts. The whole thing, like the whole communication, it's, uh, it's through usually at least one or more jump hosts, which... Uh, protects the or say anonymize the threat actor behind it so when you see those connections like from your side you'll probably see only like connection to a, a legitimate cloud which mm. is a server which is legitimate but it's on control of the threat actor 
Now, if I find myself infected with this, is it going to reach out to other devices on my network or does it stay contained on, on one endpoint? Um, the threat actor once infected the computer and of course, like once it has the control to the computer, uh, it has a full capabilities, not just to steal the information, but also to, let's say, profile the network. What other computers are connected in there? Uh, what is the, like how to move laterally? So it's, it's all up to the threat actor. Like what, what's next? Um, there is no any, let's say like a USB self-propagation module, uh, but still, if it would be such need, we know that the threat actor behind it could implement it. Interesting. And who is it that they appear to be targeting here? I mean, is it primarily organizations who are sympathetic to Ukraine's interests? Um, yes, Western countries, uh, those countries uh, which support Ukraine in, in in this war against Russia. It's interesting that some of the applications or software abused by Romcom and used in targeting, let's say, military units are known to be to, to be used actually by NATO countries. So NATO used those applications. So we see that Romcom is definitely let's say like mad about anyone who provides help Ukraine and carefully and systematically targets those allies. Now, additionally, you found uh, something interesting in a, I guess, a Trojanized version of the popular GoToMeeting software. Mm -hmm, That's correct. GoToMeeting, any desk, like applications we, we use, uh, we use on daily basis. So imagine if you find those uh, libraries and those modules in the system, like an infected system, I mean, like even like any desk. And it's, uh, of course, you understand it's like, oh, it's a clean application. And of course, it needs internet. And it connects to somewhere to the internet. You go and you check the address, IP address, and you see it's a clean server. And it's somewhere like you know, in the U.S. So the first thing you will like probably conclude, it's like, oh, it's clean. I don't know who's using any desk. And like in my network, we're probably they just use it for a reason. Or even if the victim, like the whole organization, target organization, use, like really use any desk, so it will be just like a, a green light, you know, uh, to completely lose that signal. And for the threat actors to work, continue working from the network. And these trojanized apps, do they do they maintain their original functionality? In other words, you know, they they have this this bad functionality under the hood. But if I were to boot one of these programs up, would it still function the way it was originally intended? Yes, yes, that's the thing. So um, it's not like when you get a fake application, completely fake, you run it and nothing happens, or just like a weird error. No, here it's the the opposite. So it's a it's a full version of a legitimate application, melted with one malicious library, which is in there in the archive. So once the installation process runs, it installs both the, the legitimate program and the implant. So for the victim, there is no reason to believe that it's anything malicious. 
And even the website, it's crafted in a way, I mean, the malicious website, where it's downloaded from, it's a it's an exact copy of the legitimate website of the vendor. And uh, even like if you click, let's say, um, chat with the specialist or support, it will take you to the real chat. So you will be speaking with a real tech support team. So that's how it's like uh, it's functional for like it's it really works. So what are your recommendations for, for folks to best protect themselves against this? What do you suggest? In this case, I mean, if uh, someone is already infected, it's, uh, it's crucial to have a full visibility over network traffic. So and to start just uh, probably with, like playing with different st- um, strategies, for example, like to allow only that traffic which is allowed and known as clean. Everything new, uh, unconfirmed, uh, must be analyzed manually. Second, uh, and of course, it's like it's always like that. If you have access to the endpoint, and you run an analysis on the endpoint, basically like grabbing the uh, memory image, analyzing all the events in the system, you can find those implants in your network in at your at the endpoint. Another thing is, we just released a blog post, it was uh, last week, with uh, rules, detection rules, Yara rules, and Sigma rules. Sigma for behavioral analysis, and Yara for files detection. You can use as well to run it in your file system or to run it in your computer and just uh, looking for the uh, um, behaviors you may also uh, detect those things. We, we also have uh, IOCs publicly available for anyone like domains, IP addresses, which is the first thing to grab and check with the proxy logs and to see if there was any match in the past or today. How do you rate Romcom in, in terms of their sophistication here? I mean, it, it seems as though they're well-resourced. Yes, it's um, it's it is definitely someone who works for a state. It's a nation state or an affiliated group to a nation state, and because of the the context, it's it's someone who works for Russia or in Russia or for the interests of Russia. So um, imagine like using a zero day in in one of the campaigns which happened just. Uh, just about uh, 40 days ago, uh, it means the group itself, it's, uh, it's sophisticated because uh, it's not only about having access to those exploits, it's about using them in the wild, even assuming the risk that probably the, or highly likely the operation will be discovered, like all the artifacts will be recovered, analyzed. So that's someone who's ready even to burn the exploit so it means the, the interests, the motivation behind it is high. And the fact that they, they now they're using zero days, it's also, it proves, it shows that it's someone who's a, it's a, like a nation state.
Our thanks to Dmitry Bestuzhev from BlackBerry for joining us. The research is titled Romcom Resurfaces, targeting politicians in Ukraine and U.S.-based healthcare providing aid to refugees from Ukraine. We'll have a link in the show notes. The CyberWire Research Saturday podcast is a production of N2K Networks, proudly produced in Maryland out of the startup studios of Data Tribe, where they're co-building the next generation of cybersecurity teams and technologies. This episode was produced by Liz Irvin and senior producer Jennifer Iben. Our mixer is Elliot Peltzman. Our executive editor is Peter Kilpie, and I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.